0: Well, how do you overcome adversity, trauma, change, or life-altering moments? How resilient, optimistic, or empowered are you to find a way to live with a significant negative event and meet the challenges and opportunities posed by it? Well, the new book, This Is Not The End, Strategies to Get You Through the Worst Chapters of Your Life, provides an insightful roadmap for anyone who has suffered a moment that threatens to define who they are, making them feel that life simply will never be the same. Here today is author of This Is Not The End, Nina Sossaman-Pogue. Nina, thanks so much for coming on the program today how are you
1: I am doing great thanks so much for having me
0: and uh, it's a pleasure to have you with us here and uh, this is uh, a book that's uh, just being released here and we're excited to learn about it today so you might tell our listeners more about you and your background as we get started Nina all
1: right super um, the book is actually out on um I put it for 99 cents because the world needs it right now. So the book is actually out on the yeah, e-version, uh, electronic books on whether it's your Kindle and stuff, uh, or you can also get it on um, print version. That's going to move to next week. But we put it out for the world because this is a book that became very timely. So I was a former athlete. I was a gymnast. I was on the U.S. team way back in the day. And then I was uh, did not make the Olympic team after being on the U.S. team. So I talk about that challenge. And then I went on to compete uh at LSU big big SEC school and did well down there but blew out my knee and went through that challenge and then I became a news anchor for 20 years and I worked in television news and covered lots of highs and lows with that and saw people um, going through um, all sorts of traumas and defeats and challenges and then uh, also in my own life had a, a divorce and I had a, I got fired at one point at the top of my game in a budget cut. And so I talk about all the downs that go with the successes. And, um, then I went on and I did worked in tech for a lot of years and was very successful there. So I, I focus on how the, the down times, the, the challenges that we face really make us stronger and, and create an opportunity for us to do great things in the, in the future.
0: Well, no doubt we all have those experiences of those down times that you mentioned, and um, so maybe tell us what what inspired you to write "This Is Not the End" and put this on paper on this particular topic.
1: Well, about a year ago, about a year and a half ago, I had this. I have always wanted to put things down in writing, and about a year and a half ago, um, I got to a point, and I thought. Um, I I keep having people book things on my calendar, whether I was at the office or whether I was home, and somebody would knock on my door and say, hey, um, I just lost my job, can you help me through this? Or if I was at the office, they'd say, I just put a 30-minute sync on your calendar, can we chat, and they would share something they were going through. So I sort of became this go-to, and I was helping people, and I knew I was helping, but I couldn't figure out what that formula was, what exactly I was saying each time, and I wanted to be able to share it in a more um, formulatic, formulatic way or some way that I could put it out in the world, um, and help more people than just the ones I came in contact with. And my own kids were headed off to college and I wanted to be able to give them a roadmap too and say, you know, just because you may bomb a class or make a jerk of yourself at a party or do something, life's not over. I mean, it goes on. Life is long. And I was trying to explain that to them in a way that they could consume it. And so the book came out of my want to be able to help more people than I could just Sit down with with a cup of coffee and go through well have you thought about this and have you read this book have you gone through this process and I think that as I wrote it from the state of a mentor um, from from that angle and I think it's just all the life lessons and the books and the learnings and the research I've done into the word resilience to figure out how that, how I could put that out into the world.
0: Well, and there are several chapters, uh, you know, trying to discuss how uh, one can get past a life-changing event when the event seems so significant. Can you kind of break that down for us a little bit?
1: Sure. So one of the first things um, that's hard to do, and that we're having a hard time to do right now, even in the current situation, um, is to accept what has happened and move on. So there's lots of, when then something happens, there's a lot of stages of grief. You know, we go through denial, which we did with this one, like this virus isn't going to hit here or whatever, or, or uh, there's anger, you know, you're making me stay home, or there's sadness, I don't know what's how this is going to end. But there's this piece that's acceptance. So I talk about once you get to this, that this has happened and I have to figure out how to proceed, acceptance uh, is where the power lies. You can do things that you can move forward. So uh, in this sense, wash your hands you can um, keep a safe distance you can work virtually if you need to you can make changes um in my book i talk about all the things that you can do and accepting what you can do uh, you can't do and then moving forward with what you can that's a piece of it and then the big thing that i think makes a lot of sense for for young people uh, for athletes who are challenged right now for people who are struggling with life isn't going as they planned is putting this in the book of your life. So uh, I walk people through, you know, picture the book of your life and open it up to today. Um, you're either at the beginning of the book, maybe the middle, maybe towards the end, but here's a page that you're on today and all the pages ahead are blank. You're going to decide what to put there in your book of your life.
0: And I think uh, one challenging um, um, aspect of of change that impacts a lot of people is uh, career moves and going in completely different fields. You know, you had a track, Nina, like you said, where you were a promising athlete for the U.S. gymnastics team, trying to head for the Olympics, and then uh, had a a lengthy news career. And then after that, joined a a startup software company where you helped uh, grow that company for a dozen years. So, you know, what advice do you have for those looking to undergo a major career transition?
1: Well... One of the things that's the most important to think about when you have a change, because we're going to have that a lot of that. Many people will be going through that in the year ahead. Whether you're an athlete who just suddenly don't have, doesn't have your um, athletic uh, end of your season, or you don't have a pro athlete a pro athletic team to go to, or whether you are an individual who loses a job, all of those um, give you an opportunity to look at yourself and say. What do I like to do? Where do I want to be? And how do I get there? And I'm big into reverse engineering, so I do a lot of, you know, five years from now, what does success look like to you? Are you in an office? Are you in a home office? Are you in a space? Are you in a big city or are you in a small town? And put yourself there and then let's back out and try to figure out how to get there. So instead of focusing on what you just lost, uh, it's better to focus on where you want to go Because every time you we lose a job Or something happens you don't know this So you've lost a few um, You get to keep all the learnings from that And all of the pieces of that with you which, As you take it into your next career You don't know that the next thing Might be so much better When I got fired from the newsroom I, I loved that job It was my best job I ever had I loved it I was Charleston's favorite news anchor Seven years running And they I got let go in a budget cut And I was devastated I didn't know that I would be picked up by another newsroom that actually was a better fit for me and I liked it so much more and I was in a really great place and had great mm-hmm. success there or that I would go on and use those same skills. The skills from, from athletics helped me to news, the skills from news helped me when I got into tech. Like you, you don't know that. So to, to focus on what you want to do and how, and how you're going to get there instead of what you just lost is really
0: key. So you write here in the book as well about emotional numbness. Um, Can you talk about what that is and how does one avoid remaining stuck in that?
1: So through a big trauma, um, something, and, and so some people will get there. This is more when you get to the point where you can't feel any emotions anymore. And you find this with people who are cutters or people who are suicidal. There's a point where you just can't feel anymore, um, in my book it's the first time i talk about it openly it's in the book um, i was a very uh, popular if you want to use that word news anchor and during that time i had uh, gone to pick up a, my son at the bus stop and uh, it was at a friend's house and their baby crawled under my car and i backed up and i went through being from charleston's favorite news anchor and this former world-class athlete to a person who had run over a baby the baby survives and he's 15 now and he's healthy and that's why I can write the book Mm -hmm. but we didn't know if he would and during that time it was really dark and you do this emotional numbness is when you just you're so sad for so long and you're so frightened and uncertain for so long that you start you stop having feelings at one point I felt like I could just you know pinch my arm I couldn't feel it I I was thinking I could just probably chop my arm off and I'd be like cutting through a piece of meat you really cannot feel your body's and it's a response that your body has to keep you safe. Your body shuts down things to keep you alive. So there's a point where the tears stop flowing and where it all it's a very odd feeling. And when I talk about this in the book, I, I explain that the numbing response can come from the body and the mind's self-protected efforts when face of overwhelming emotions. So when you're overwhelmed, your body kind of takes control to keep you alive and keep you safe. And you know trauma leaves its imprint on the brain um and and it's part of the prefrontal cortex and i don't get all into the whole science of it because this Mm -hmm. book is not about the science of it it's just about this is real let me get you past this Um, what i found when i after i had gone through these things is i kept going to the bookstore and looking for something that just said just get me through this just tell me not to you know end it all and let me get through this how do i get on the other side of this and i found big books on ptsd and i found big heavy books on other people's problems and i found six books on what books i could go through and i just wanted someone to say do these things and that's what this book is it's a do these things to get to the other side of whatever this thing is you're going through
0: nina thanks so much for sharing your story and uh some of some of the strategies you've incorporated in this book and it's definitely a timely topic with uh, the covid19 pandemic going on throughout the country um again how can people find the book today
1: so the book is an ebook on Amazon or Kobo or Barnes & Noble or any of your bookstores. You can find the ebook there. We've made it 99 cents, as free as we could make it, just to get it into people's hands and help them through this pandemic. And then the print book was not supposed to come out till August. We have pushed that up. It will be out in stores and available to order online starting next Tuesday.
0: Nina, thanks so much for coming on this morning, and uh, hopefully we can catch up somewhere down the line. Have a good day.
1: All the best to you. Thank you.